There's too much stuff on TV, gotta see a movie on a screen. Help me, cause there's just too much to watch. Hello! Hello, world! It's me, Brizzy, and I'm here with my girl, Tessa. We're back! We're here! We're back, baby! This is too much to watch! Oh my gosh, this is so exciting! It's happening, it's actually it's happening. It's finally happening! Remain calm! It's I'm not calm. It's not a calm feeling. This is <laughs> anything but calm. But guys, we're so happy to be back. We've missed you all. I know. I've missed this. I know. And it's it's going to be a much more casual vibe than um before cuz we're recording from our individual homes and our little recording setups. Um we used to have a podcast provider or 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 producers that we no longer have, so we don't have access to our studio or anything like that. So, we're on our own. So, Get used to our casual vibe. <laughs> it's just us. We're just doing us. everything ourselves, but we wanted to bring the podcast back to you guys and update it. So now we have our new podcast, Too Much to Watch. Yeah, we can talk about anything now. No limits. I know. All the TV, all the movies, all the things. And I just can't wait. I can't wait to go to the movies again. I know. I miss the movies so much. So I feel like we're coming back at like the perfect time when things are starting up again. Normally, uh, the plan for the podcast, as we've talked about before, is uh, giving a, assigning you a week beforehand. Like, hey, watch the first episode of this show and watch this movie so that next week we can all talk about it. Um, this is the first episode, so it doesn't really work super well for that. So, but we've, we've, there's, we've watched so much. Obviously, we've been trapped inside for a year, so we've been consuming a lot of content. So yep. why not spend this episode as kind of like a catch up? Talking about everything we've seen over the past year yep. or so. Let's give away the assignment real quick for next week. And then we'll talk about it more in detail later. Yes. Just so that we don't want anyone to tune out. We want you to know what the assignment is for next week. For next week, we want you to pretty please watch Cruella and Shadow and Bone, the first episode. So Cruella is on Disney+. Plus. You do have to pay extra for it. It is not free, unfortunately. So I think it's $30 that you have to pay on top of your Disney+. Plus. Or if you can, you can see it in theaters, but only if you feel comfortable, if you're vaccinated. If, if you feel good about that, if not, we totally get yeah. it. But hey, I reckon what I recommend is doing a little Google search, see if there's any drive-in movies within driving distance of you. I think that's ideal right about now. Ah, so great. I love that drive-ins are back. The best thing to happen <laughs> from all this. If you can't see Cruella though, don't worry too much. We understand that a lot of people are going to have to wait, so just watch Shadow and Bone, tune in for that part of the episode, and then we'll give a little spoiler-free chat about Cruella before we start diving deep. Yes, and Shadow and Bone is on Netflix. So yes. if you have Netflix, that's where you can catch catch up and check it out. Some classic YA vibes. I'm so excited to watch it. <laughs> I have not watched yet, and everyone's telling me to, so I can't wait. I feel like there's enemies to lovers. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> okay, do we want to... Let's start out by talking about the first, or I guess the last movie that we saw before 
going into quarantine and before basically all of Hollywood shut down. Yeah. Uh, so the last movies that I saw in theaters, like early 2020, mm-hmm. were Birds of Prey, Invisible Man, and then the last one I saw was with you. Yes. In 40X. <laughs> We saw Onward on March, like, 4th or something. It was right before mm-hmm. the movie came out. Yep. Onward was the last one that I saw with you and just in general. And then the last movie that I that was, like, my favorite was Birds of Prey. So I really want to talk about Birds of Prey and Onward. But you can talk about Invisible Man. Wait! I think I saw Invisible Man. Yeah, I saw it later on with my sister because it was like her favorite movie and she's like, we need to watch this. So she like made me watch it with her and it was intense. And also I thought that he was hot. Of course you did. Of course you did. (laughs) Also, it's it's the actor of Luke from um, Haunting of Hill House. Isn't that wild? Oh, I was like, Skywalker? No. Like, what? But also, you probably (laughs) didn't think he was hot when you could see him, right? You only thought he was hot when he was invisible? Yeah, I only thought he was hot in the suit, not as a man. Yeah. I want him in the suit only. The suit stays (laughs) on, please, (laughs) sir. Thank you. That was a very good movie. We'll not get too deep into spoiler stuff in this episode, but it was... It was very good. I enjoyed it immensely, only for that reason. But also because it was like a thriller. I love a good thriller. Oh, yeah. I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for a good thriller. So that was a great one. It's a very clever modern reimagining of, you know, the classic horror monster, Invisible Man. I thought it was very clever and well done for 2020 vibe. Let's talk about Birds of Prey. Best DC movie in recent memory? Question mark. Honestly, best movie of the year should have won Best Picture at the Oscars. Oh my god! Imagine. I'm telling you, it should have won. It's <laughs> oh, what a beautiful mess that movie is. It's perfect. It's perfectly Harley. Like it's chaos. It's so messy. It's like so much of it is like out of order and weird and confusing. But mm-hmm. it was done so beautifully. And like Harley's the narrator, so of course it's like that. And it's just. I can't believe they got away with it. <laughs> I've rewatched it multiple times, and every time, I love it. I love it. I love the costumes. I love the energy. I love yeah. the ensemble, like all of these women. I love the fight scene. The, oh, the fight scenes are my, it's like <sighs> my favorite fight scene since like Kingsman. And there's multiple good fight scenes. Because yeah. usually like in a movie, there's like one really good fight scene. But this one has like, a lot of fight scenes. They have the one where she has like the the gun and then they have the other one oh. with like the group of women. Oh. Like both of those are so good. So amazing. It's beautiful art. It's what Harley deserves. It is. And each of like I don't know the casting was so good. Freaking yes. Ewan McGregor, like what? Oh Everything. Oh my god. <laughs> It's so perfect. He's so twisted. He is. Oh, I so love it. Good. I just, it's, it is one of the best, it's my favorite movie of 2020, hands down. And mm. it's, oh, hands down. And I think it was like the best DC, I think it's my favorite DC movie. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, first one Woman. Hard between pretty- that. Yeah. 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 It's they're so different too, so it's very hard to pick one. I know. Oh, it's like, do I like that more than the first Wonder Woman? But the first Woman Wonder Woman like makes me cry. Right. But I don't know. I can't. Both of these are amazing. <laughs> so if you have not seen Birds of Prey, please, please see it. Yes. It's so worth it. It's on HBO Max. 
And then onward. We got to talk about onward. <gasps> onward. D&D. All the D&D references. Me? Made me so happy. It was insane. It was crazy watching that and then sitting next to Brizzy. I was like, wow, this was just made for this person right next to me. (laughs) Here's the target audience right here. And then we'd be like misted with water and stuff. That's right. 40X. And the van would be like whirling around and our seats would be like chonk, chonk, chonk. It's such like a bizarre experience. If you guys have never done 40X... So I can't believe that was our last theater movie experience. (laughs) I loved Onward. I feel like Onward was very underappreciated. But I think it's also the timing, right? It came out right as, I think it came out like March 10th or something. So it came out like right as lockdown started. So I I feel like it's very underappreciated. I feel like a lot of Mm -hmm. the people who saw it were just like, it was fine. But I loved it. I love Chris Pratt's acting. I love Tom Holland's acting. I love what they did with the relationships in that movie. It was so, so good. One of my favorite Pixar movies ever. And I know that's a very dramatic thing to say, but I think it is. Wow. I mean, it makes sense. That's what I mean. You were the target audience for that movie. So (laughs) I was like, this is. I think also because it was such like a quest movie. It, yeah. it it didn't feel good because everyone was stuck at home. It's like, what, you're going to watch like this epic quest where I can't go anywhere? <laughs> it's like, this is just depressing. <laughs> Tessa, that's the idea. Isn't that why people got in back into like Lord of the Rings and stuff? No, uh, Lord, Lord of the Rings. Listen, I had to watch Lord of the Rings multiple times in 2020 just for my own sanity because everything was so bad and so dark. And it was like the hope. It wasn't the quest part of it. It was like... Things are so bad, but they got out of it, so we can get out of it, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay. (laughs) So it wasn't for the adventure. No. It was for the emotional journey. (laughs) An unexpected emotional journey. Oh, my God. (laughs) But Onward was great, so... We we stand. I love Tom Holland in everything. Yeah. So that's another thing. Let's talk about Netflix. Netflix saved me last year. I watched so many things on Netflix. It it was my go to. And it was one of those things where Joe kept telling me he's like, We need to, we should get rid of Netflix. He's like, Listen, we have like HBO Max now. He's like Disney Plus. He's like, We have all this other stuff. We don't need Netflix. I was like, No. You don't need Netflix. I love Netflix. I watch so much stuff on Netflix that it is if you if I got rid of Netflix, I would be a sad boy. So, no. I feel like Netflix is there for like the peak cinema and the trash. Like it's it's got it all, but no Ugh. no in between. But I love trash. I love Yeah, trash. exactly. In a good way. The good trash yes. and the like Peak cinema, like Haunting of Hill House, like Queen's Gambit sort of stuff. And freaking Avatar. So it's like, you can suck my dick if you want to get rid of Netflix because Avatar is on there. And who doesn't want to rewatch Avatar? (laughs) I mean, I've only seen Avatar once. (gasps) 
Oh my God. That was one thing that I went through like this big avatar stage or stage. Um, well, I guess it was a stage in uh, quarantine. Phase. Yeah, phase. That's what I'm thinking. This uh, avatar phase in quarantine because it came back and it went on Netflix. And so I did this big rewatch of the whole thing. And also like other people were posting stuff on like TikTok and doing like there's fan art. It was like just this like rebirth of avatar. And I was like, yeah. yes, it was so beautiful because and it holds up that show holds up man and i just want more and they're gonna give us more did you hear they're giving us more they're doing more animated or i think so i think they're doing like a whole universe because they were gonna do the live action with the creators of avatar but that fell through but that's not happening anymore but now they're doing more like they're expanding the avatar i thought universe. it was still happening but like they weren't working on it anymore oh is it did it fall through completely i don't know i know uh-huh. the the original people aren't doing it anymore but i think they're doing something yeah. else with it well the, yeah they started a freaking studio yes right mm-hmm. they started like an avatar studio mm-hmm. so yeah there's gonna be a lot of something give me all the avatar things i want it all i want everything i mean cora is amazing too so i i think i enjoyed cora more in general that makes i think sense. i recognize avatar as better as a whole but i think i enjoyed cora more cora feels more like your type of show yeah <laughs> <laughs> so that makes sense it makes a lot of sense but we have to talk about tiger king i don't know it's one of those things where if i were to watch that now I would not watch it. It's like, it was just so perfect for quarantine. Yeah. It's like everyone was in this vibe of like, oh, we're all going to watch this together. Mm -hmm. We're all stuck temporarily (laughs) in this cool, fun thing because nobody was like, oh, this isn't going to last that long. We're all just all going to stay inside for two weeks and then everything's going to be fine. Not. (laughs) completely wrong but we're all like let's all like drink whipped coffee and watch tiger king yeah peak early (sighs) quarantine was tiger king and animal crossing for sure uh yep yep animal crossing was there as well (laughs) but like tiger king just makes trash on so yeah it's so so bad it makes it's just like the worst the worst the worst people the saddest situation it's like so depressing (laughs) those poor cats all of them i know poor poor babies yeah i don't uh, psa do not like if it. you watch tiger king and came out of it kind of liking joe exotic stop it yeah don't he's like not that, he's not a good person he's not a hero oh no 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 i feel like it you know it made him very likable kind of portrayed him as as likable mm. as i guess they could you know right. and i feel like he got a lot of fans out of it I feel like it's kind of, it's like that uh, Rick and Morty sort of situation where people like like Rick and you're like, you're not supposed to like Rick. Like Rick <laughs> yeah. is an asshole. Like you're supposed to kind of hate him. He's entertaining, but you shouldn't want to be like Rick. So it's yeah. like you shouldn't want to be like, you know, Joe Exotic. <laughs> yeah. He's not a good guy. Definitely. <laughs> not goals. But entertaining. I could see the entertainment factor and I could see like the fashion choices. Like he's a ridiculous human. Yeah. So I understand the entertainment. But uh, I mean, speaking of entertainment, we have to talk about the circle too hot to handle and love is blind because I got Brizzy into these reality shows. I sucked her into them with me. Did you do it? It was me. Was this your doing? This was me. This was 100% me. Because you, at first, were like, I don't know if I want to. I'm like, please, you need to watch this. 
And because I used to be such reality show trash. When I lived in New York City, I did not watch any quality television because I was so tired from being on Broadway. I would just come home and watch the worst. Every reality show that existed, I watched. So, like, when I started seeing these, like, reality shows coming to Netflix, I was like, aha, <laughs> yes, beautiful, we must watch them. I just remember everyone talking about The Circle and Love is Blind, so I felt like it was it was all over. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty big. It was, it was pretty big. And both are so ridiculous. Like, The Circle is honestly one of the best reality shows ever. It's like Big Brother and Survivor, but better. It, like, takes all of, like, the... I mean, I, pe- those are fighting words. I mean, people <laughs> really love Survivor. <laughs> Those are fighting words. One is much more action-packed, and one is just people (laughs) sitting in rooms talking to a computer. But see, the reason why I liked Survivor was, like, the alliance forming and the talking parts of Survivor. So this is just, like, those parts. I didn't like the physical challenges and being on the grass or the beach and building huts. I didn't like that part of Survivor. So I was just like, this has all the best parts of Survivor, plus social media added, plus like ridiculous, funny situations. So to yeah. me, I'm like, wow, oh, beautiful. So good. The catfish is it's so good. It's so good. Brizzy and I love You're it. just watching it like, I can't wait for them to reveal this. Like, I can't wait for them to meet who this really person really is. Ah, Well, speaking of... I guess we'll get to catfish later, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it was we, we love a good, good. catfish. <laughs> we do. We love a good catfish. And then love is blind is another just like ridiculous situation where you're like, yeah, what is this futuristic black mirror shit? Like, what is this? Yeah. People talking <laughs> through a, a screen, like just audibly speaking to each other, going on like these mini speed dates or long dates with different people and eventually picking someone to marry like what (laughs) without seeing them it's like you're gonna marry someone it's like why did you have to do that (laughs) couldn't you just be like i really like this person i'm gonna like ask their name and like connect with them after the show Like, you don't have to rush into no, this. No, next level. They had to make the stakes higher. We got to get married. I also watched this thing on Netflix called Mortgage or no, Marriage or Mortgage or something. Some sort of thing like that. Whoa. And I was like, this is so specifically tailored to me personally. Because it's like, which one are you going to choose? Like, getting married? Because they only have, like, a sum of money and they have to choose between getting married and, like, uh, starting to pay for their house. And they're like, uh, we don't know which one to do. And I'm like, yep, that's me, the millennial that has to choose between between both because I don't have the money to afford both so (laughs) what are we doing but it it was so depressing because all the people that chose wedding like they there were little texts on the screen it's like due to COVID-19 they had to like you know change their wedding or I'm like no "No," because they like filmed it they made the wrong decision (laughs) I'm like this is the worst possible show to watch right now it's so depressing it's so sad. <laughs> I know. Speaking of Netflix reality shows, Are You the One, I think, is actually my favorite. Wait, what's that? It's, I don't think I watched that. It's the dating show with the puzzles. In my head, it's like it's puzzles because they take 10 people and that usually it's 10 men, 10 women. 
And then before they put them in, they go through all these like relationship analyst stuff, talk to like experts, get interviewed. They talk to their parents and their exes and their friends and stuff. And then they, the relationship experts secretly match them up with one person in the house. And then they all go in the house and they have to figure out who their match is. And if they all figure out their match, they split a million dollars. Whoa! Slowly along the way, they have a chance of revealing who their perfect match is. Sometimes they get it right and then it's like they're told. Um, but, you know, sometimes they go in and they fall for this person and then they go into the truth booth to find out if they're a match and they're truth not. Booth? Yeah, the truth booth. And then the truth <laughs> booth tells them this person that you're obsessed with is not your match. So then everyone else in the house is like, you got to break up. You can't be oh, sleeping with this person. They're gosh. not your match. You got to find your match. And it's just, it's incredible. This I is love it an so escape much. room freaking reality dating <laughs> show. What? <laughs> so it intense. Is entirely my type my kind of brain for reality shows i love it oh we're, we're taking too much time there's too many things <laughs> there's too much to watch we can't too much to we watch we can't get to it all what else on netflix bridgerton bridgerton i need to talk about bridgerton because i love the musical version of it which isn't even on netflix but it was on tiktok and it was created by these two women called emily and oh what was the other girl's name i can't remember her name now uh i can't remember her name but these two girls uh not girls women I don't know they created this Bridgerton musical and it was so good and I loved it and I loved everything about it and I liked Bridgerton but then after listening to this amazing musical it made me fall in love with Bridgerton even more because at first I was just like okay this is like a gossip girl I'm like this is like gossip girl feel but then like with the musical it was like wow yeah Downton Abbey gossip girl but it's fun Oh, it's a fun, it's a fun time. I love it. I love just like dramatic trash like that. And then it's great aesthetics. Oh, yeah. Uh, so many attractive people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's wonderful. My favorite thing that I watched on Netflix was probably The Queen's Gambit. I, I dug The Queen's Gambit. I wasn't as obsessed as everyone seems to be, but it was a good time. Oh, I loved it. I think it's because I'm like in love with whatever her name is, that girl. Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. She's amazing. She is like gonna blow up and be in everything. Like she has to be in yeah, everything. She is. Cause she was so good in this. I was like, holy crap, that is one of like the best performances I've seen in such a long time, like from an actor. Wow. I was like, wow, wow, blew me away. And if you don't know what it's about, it's about like this girl and she's like really good at playing chess and it goes through like her whole life. Apparently it's like um based on a true story, but not on her story. It's like it was some sort of book that they made into this Netflix series, but the nep- the book was based off of someone else's true story. I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but I just thought it was really interesting that like someone was really good at chess and made it all the way and in- into this whole thing. And they were like a young prodigy. And she's like, now I am the young prodigy. And I don't know. I just love everything about it. And it got a lot of people into playing chess. Yeah, so a lot of people are playing true. chess now because of it. So I think that's fun. And it was really good. So... That would be my recommendation if you need a show to watch on Netflix. I think I liked The Haunting of Bly Manor more than Queen's Gambit. Ooh. I mean, I don't know. I liked the first season. I like Hill House better than Bly That's Manor. That's fair. I, I'm not sure which I like. Probably like the first one better. Same. Yeah, I think the twists are cooler in that one. But I still, I think it, for me, it goes like Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. 
Queen's Gambit. Mm, okay, that's fair. Bly Manor was fun. We watched the end of that together in like a cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, in a cabin in the woods, my God. <laughs> and, and it was funny because everyone else had gone to sleep. But Brizzy, we it was me and Brizzy and two of our other friends. And we'd all got tested and went uh, in this cabin in the middle of nowhere in like October or something. I don't know. Yeah. And uh <laughs> and it was just the four of us and the two of them already went to bed and we like stayed up till like four in the morning because <laughs> we had yeah. to finish watching <laughs> we're like we can't stop now we need to finish it and it was yeah. so good i mean i still loved it that season really ramps up at the end of that season it's crazy yeah oh i i really yep. liked it yep. dude some of some of the twists I was I I was like mm, narrowing my eyes at like really okay but some of it I was like oh my god yes it it was very entertaining it was still I loved it we still love all the hauntings and I want more bring me more hauntings please <laughs> Netflix more spooky things more spooky things and more thrillers yes my other consistent favorite on Netflix is Queer Eye. Oh yeah, and and we got. I feel like we got like a season and a half or something. We got Queer some. Eye. We got we got Philly, mm. and did we get Japan before? Uh, we might have gotten Japan during quarantine, but it, it might not have. Might have been before. I think it was like right before. Yeah, maybe. But we but at least Queer got Eye Philly. Is fun. Yeah, I love Queer Eye. It just. Uh, I am always my most excited when I know I have unwatched Queer Eye on Netflix. <laughs> when I just know there's more to watch. Uh, yeah. I love watching Queer Eye with Joe. It's something that we love to watch together. He loves Anthony. Of course he Anthony does. Anthony is his favorite. <laughs> it's because he looks like Christian Bale. <laughs> I was like, I know you think he's a beautiful man. We all think he's a beautiful man. Who doesn't think Anthony is a beautiful man? True. And I, I don't know who my favorite is. I think I like Jonathan, but I think it's also because I love following him on Instagram. And he always posts these like cool videos of him doing gymnastics and ice skating and things. Yeah. <laughs> I also on Netflix like The Crown. I watched a lot more of The Crown than I ever had. I forgot to go back to it and finish, but I made a good it's progress. It's so good. Did you get to the Diana seasons? The good stuff? No. No, oh, I haven't gotten Rizzy. too much of the time jumps. Oh, it has. It's This is like, this past season was my favorite because my mommy loves Princess Diana, and so I like grew up knowing about Princess Diana, but then because of this season, I like looked into everything, and all I gotta say is... Fuck Prince Charles. We hate him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much at all, so I'm very intrigued. It's very good. I can't wait for you to see it. And the actress is amazing. I mean, didn't she win? I think she won. <laughs> didn't uh, she win? Some sort of award. <laughs> I think she won an award I playing Probably. Diana. And I think she won something, and she deserves it because she was incredible. Again, she, like, totally embodied her and looked just like her, and it was insane. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Sometimes I see these act actors and actresses and I'm like, I can't believe that they are doing this level of acting for a television show. Like, this isn't even a television show. This is like a movie. Like, the the budget. Like, I don't know. The crown looks so good. It's like, I feel like I'm in Buckingham Palace. I'm like, how is this like a TV show that I'm watching? It's so good. It's also executive produced by Stephen Daldry, who was the uh, director of Billy Elliot. So I love him forever. He's my favorite. Yep. And he loves the queen. <laughs> he loves the queen. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> he does all this queen stuff. Yeah. And I, I feel the royal family is super interesting. Yeah. Lots of tea there. <laughs> so much. 
English tea. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking of that. They love their afternoon Spilling tea. the tea. <laughs> Spilling the tea into the harbor. Okay. Um, <laughs> the harbor. I'm talking about the freaking Boston Tea Party. Uh, yeah, that's what I was talking about. What were you talking about? Just the fact that British people Just love tea. tea. Oh. A oh, I was talking about the Boston tea What's that got party? to do with the current royal family? <laughs> Nothing with the current royal family, but just British tea. That's what I think of. Oh, you're thinking like just Hamilton. Think it. Uh, yes. The tea which you hurl. Okay. Yeah. I see how your brain went there. Yep. I was like, why did your brain immediately go to Boston tea party of all of the British tea things? <laughs> But I see. It's, I the see. Hamilton. Yeah, it's the Hamilton. It's the Hamilton lyrics just burned into your brain. Yep. Okay. Okay. One other Netflix thing that we have to mention is Emily in Paris. <laughs> oh man, Emily in Paris! I can't believe I finished that. But also, when I when it ended, I was like, "What? There's no more? <laughs> What's gonna exactly. happen?" Exactly. That's what I mean. It's something that sneaks up on you. You you you're like watching at the beginning. You're like, "This is gonna be so dumb." Everyone like said, "This is." <laughs> stupid show like i hate this but then you watch it and you want to keep watching it and you want to like it's like a secret thing you're like Shh, i'm not gonna tell anybody that i really like guilty pleasure it's my guilty pleasure show i'm not gonna tell anybody that i really like emily in paris <laughs> we're just talking about it on this podcast for thousands of people i'm just to gonna hear. talk about it with you guys that i think emily in paris was fun and i want more <laughs> I know it's bad. I like it in a like a like Gossip Girl, like CW kind yeah. of like, yeah, dramatic, right. stupid stuff. Exactly. It's not supposed to be good. Yeah. It's supposed to be like fun to watch. Yeah. Turn off your brain and watch it and look at the cute outfits and they're in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You it know? was a good time. I mean, I didn't like, I don't think I ever sat down and watched no. it. I always had it playing when I was like cooking or something. Yes. So it's a good background show, 100%. Don't put your full brain cells on it, but just like put it in the background (laughs) while you're doing other things and it will keep you comforted. Mm -hmm. I love Mm -hmm. those shows. I need some of those shows because I can't have all like full brain shows because it's like I don't have time. I need some other shows when I'm doing emails and Emily in Paris. Perfect. Last two I want to recommend. Won't get too deep into it. Shit's Creek, finally watched it all. Wonderful. Lock and Key, also on Netflix. Pretty darn good. I was Ooh, happy with that. Interesting. I just started watching Shit's Creek, so I haven't finished it. I'm on like the second season. Yeah. So I heard it gets better and better. I want to move on to Hulu. Okay. I use Hulu for anime and for like catfish shark tank and re-watching other shows so that's like what i mainly <laughs> use hulu for and nothing else my sister uses my hulu account for like freaking kardashians say yes to the dress the um oh crap the housewives like all of that is on hulu but i use it for watching shark tank every week and i love catfish neve I know you're listening to this. No, he's not. 
but you are amazing. I would love if I have ever been catfished, I would love you to help me. But now I won't ever be catfished because I'm never going to talk to anybody. Brizzy, maybe you'll be catfished. I don't want you to be catfished, but I want us to be on catfish. I don't do online dating, though, so that's not going to happen. Oh, that's not going to happen. Maybe my sister will be catfished. Yeah. I'm like, like, who in my family can be catfished just so that I can meet Neve? You wait, you need to catfish your own sister. That's how you get on the show. Oh my god, no. I like could not do because they do it for so long. These people, like, I don't I understand. I like I could only do it for like two days, like that, and then that would be it. Like yeah. I would not be a good catfish. I would also like mess up and like accidentally text her. Like, like these people are like masterminds. <laughs> I don't know how I'm not like I don't have that type of brain. I watched a fair few amount of catfish episodes but that was like just one day i just let it keep playing and then i just forgot about it so (laughs) i forget hulu exists really like i think the only thing other than catfish that i watched that one day was paranormal i watched almost all the paranormal activity movies but that's it see i like i when i when my brain is feeling like i need to shut it off and put something on the background that's when i go to hulu it's always my background mm. brain show because it's like I've also rewatched Seinfeld and all of 30 Rock on Hulu as well. So it's like great to just put something on, not worry about it. Like same with yeah. Catfish. I'm not like paying attention really or Shark Tank. It's like if I need to clean or if I need to do something that I put on a Hulu. Yeah, that's the biggest difference between you and me is, uh, well, as far as like media and stuff is... <laughs> I don't rewatch shows almost ever. Wow. And you constantly do. Because I'm always like, there's so much more to watch. Why would I waste my time watching the same thing over again? There are some things I really want to rewatch. I really want to rewatch Dexter because it's been so long. But most things I have not rewatched more than an episode or so. Oh, I love rewatching things. It's so comforting to me. It makes me feel so I happy. Don't, I, I don't need comfort. I'm good. Oh, my gosh. I need so much. I, it makes me happy to watch new stuff. I need the comfort. <laughs> are you kidding me? That's not true. You rewatch Harry Potter. I don't... No, no, only when it's like a social thing. What? You don't I don't turn it on and rewatch it. What? For no reason. Oh my gosh. What? I cannot believe. You think I just turn it on at random points throughout the day? I do. <laughs> I rewatch it with people. I don't rewatch it by myself. Oh my gosh, I love rewatching things. It's so <laughs> good. But there is like so many new things, so I understand. I understand the feeling of like, oh, I don't wanna watch this I've already done it and I want new things but mm-hmm. it's comforting to me I need the comfort sometimes so I like putting things on also I want to get to rewatching movies later but um so you don't use Hulu but I use Hulu I used it to get into anime and this uh quarantine for me was where I finally got really, really obsessed and into anime because before I had watched Full Metal Alchemist, but that was at Brotherhood. I watched that with Joe and we loved it. We watched it together and that was the first anime I'd ever watched. And so I was into it, but then I started watching Fruits Basket on Hulu and then my brain was like, oh my gosh, I need to watch all of the anime because I love this more than anything. Oh my goodness, anime finally gives me what I want. It ha- gives me the ships that I want. It gives me the 
the happy the endings that it's just so satisfying it's like they the americans are cowards they are oh. cowards when it comes to taking certain people and putting them together or taking certain storylines or it's like i don't know fruits basket is super emotional and that's why i like it and it like makes me cry almost every episode and for joe is like he's like this is a little much this is a little much for me but i'm like listen this is perfect i am an emotional person and it's everything to me and if you and also has like zodiac it's it's the most ridiculous it's one of those things where people are like what even is fruits basket it doesn't make any sense like what like are they fruit and i'm like no they're actually they're these people that turn into zodiac animals and you're like what (laughs) But I'm telling you, it is the best anime you will ever watch. Don't I don't want to give away too much. Just watch it. It's on Hulu. It's on Funimation. I love the dubbed. I haven't gotten into subbed yet. I want to. I want to learn Japanese so I can listen to more subbed. But I mainly listen to the dubbed. But I also watch Cowboy Bebop and Yona of the Dawn. We stand. <laughs> you stand. I stand. <laughs> Tessa stands the anime. So that's sort of what I got into. That was like, that's what's going to be in my brain forever associated. With quarantine? Anime? With quarantine, anime will always be sort of associated with it because that's sort of how I fell in love. Let's talk about Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus had the best freaking shows of the year. They really stepped it up. It's one of those things where I... When Disney Plus first like announced that it was happening, I was like, I'm definitely going to get this because of the movies, because I want to rewatch all the Marvel movies. I want to rewatch all the Star Wars movies, but I didn't get Disney Plus because I'm like, oh, I'm excited about the television on Disney Plus. But oh my gosh, did the television on Disney Plus blow me away. If you are a nerd and if you freaking love Marvel or Star Wars you better get Disney Plus, baby. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. I can't. The Mandalorian? Who in their mind could have imagined that? I thought it was going to be this Boba Fett ass show about like, you know, just a Mandalorian going around doing Mandalorian freaking bounty hunter things like Boba Fett. I just thought it was going to be Boba Fett show. But no, it's a hot Mando dad in a helmet taking care of his baby Yoda that he loves more than anything. Tough on the outside, <laughs> soft on the inside. It's everything that I like is oh, beautiful. And I I think it's pretty good. <gasps> pretty good. Pretty good. What don't you like about the Mandalorian? Do you just not like Star Wars? It's just, it's, what? you know, it's good. But, it, you know, it's kind of, it can be like slow. It can slow. be not a lot going on. Okay, this is be, this is the problem. I feel like there's not a lot of characterization from Mando. <laughs> but I like it. I'm not saying it's bad. This is the issue. They should have had a Baby Yoda cam. They should have had an app on your phone that you could have watched Baby Yoda the whole time. This is what I wanted. Never happened. And now, I mean, spoiler, if you haven't seen season two or whatever. Now, Joe's like, I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of Baby Yoda anymore. I like, or Grogu. I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of him anymore. I think it's going to be now more of, of, of Mando, you know, doing this other stuff. And I was like... What are you saying? Like, ba- like he's not going to be in the show anymore? And he's like, I don't think we're going to see him. I was like, what? Like, absolutely not. That would be the biggest mistake on Disney's part. They know better. Exactly. I was like. Season- if this were season two, like, they wrote season one, and then they already started writing season two, and they didn't expect the big, like, reaction they got from season one, then maybe. But, like, 
they've got two seasons and they know they know exactly better than to get rid of him. I mean, this is what I was telling Joe. I was like, okay, if they want to like ruin their best show, if they want to like get rid of the baby, you what? You yeah. Like, I'm just not gonna know what's happening with Grogu. I need to know if he's okay. Like, he's a. You can't say that. We're cutting that out. No. Okay. Brizzy's cutting out the big spoiler that I said, but I'm angry about it. <laughs> I'm angry about the big spoiler at the end of the Mandalorian. All right. I'm he I'm I don't think that Grogu is safe. I, I enjoyed watching it fine, but I, I guess I felt like I was never like having an amazing time watching Mandalorian. It was more so like I wanna know what happens and I wanna know things before they get spoiled for me. Like that was like my experience See, watching it. Was like Let's I was see watching what it with Joe Moses, who is the biggest Mandalorian fan ever. He loves Boba Fett more yep. than anything. Yep. He's his favorite character of all time. He literally has a freaking Mandalorian tattoo that he got before the Mandalorian came out. And now he loves, like, Mando even more because he's a dad. And Joe, like, one day wants to be a dad. And there's babies and there's dads and there's Star Wars. And there's, like, all the things that Joe loves. So this is, like, it was like me sitting next to you watching Onward. Sitting next to Joe watching The Mandalorian, I was like, dang, this is made for this man right here. So I think it made it so much better and so much more fun was watching it with him and experiencing it with him. But I still like it because of he's a hot dad. And I I love a hot dad in a helmet. We love. Stuff on Disney Plus that you need to watch. Because I know you haven't, Araya and Soul. Oh, I mean, yes, I'd say I watch Mulan to. just to have watched it, but like, it's also fine if you don't. Like, I, I'd say watch it just because Jimmy Wong and I love Jimmy Wong, and I'm so proud that he's in that. But like, the movie as a whole, eh, it's fine. I just like, I don't know. I wasn't. I'm like, I don't really want to watch this. I know Mulan, and my favorite parts of Mulan was like Mushu and the music and like. That those parts of Mulan and th- that wasn't in the live action. So I was like, I'll just see this eventually. Also, I have not seen almost any of the live action. I haven't seen the Lion King live action. I haven't seen like any of the Disney live yeah. actions. So I need to catch up on those. Okay. Well, focus on Raya. You will love Raya. You will love Raya. Okay. And you will love Soul. Soul made me cry. And that's like the first time a Pixar movie has made me cry in... I don't know how long. It might be the first one. Really? Because I'm usually a robot, but like soul, <sighs> like, ow, ow. I want to watch. Okay, I'm going to. That That's always where I fall behind. I always fall behind on animated movies and then like, I guess the live actions. I don't know. Disney movies I can fall behind on because I'm just like, oh, I'll see them. But then I like forget. I need mm-hmm. to stop forgetting. I need yeah. to catch up. But I think. We have to talk about the best thing on Disney Plus, which came out this year. Oh, yeah. Which was, I don't know if we're in agreement. Hopefully we are. It better be WandaVision. Yes. Okay, it is. I was like, oh, what if this is like, you're like. You better not be about to say Falky and Bucky. (laughs) Falky and Bucky. (laughs) Falky and Bucky. (laughs) Falky. I I have so many different names for that show. It's like Wingman and Wingman. It's like Falcon and Bucky. It's like. It's like salmon, salmon cat. No, salmon <laughs> boogie, salmon. It was such a long title that I ended up typing it so many different ways. But uh, no, no disrespect to 
the Falky, Falky <laughs> Bucky show. I, I was great. It was great. I really uh, love what they did. Shut up. I love what they did with it. I think it's beautiful and wonderful. I'm so glad we have it. But WandaVision, though. Okay, wait. Let's talk about Falky and Bucky show because I have to say that at first it was distracting to me that Sebastian Stan looks so much like Luke Skywalker that I was like, this man, because his hair is short. He didn't look like he normally does as Bucky. He looked like he was Luke Skywalker in a leather jacket. And so it was throwing me off when I first started watching it. But then as the show progressed, I started liking him more and more. And I was like, okay, okay. I'm like, I get this. I get this hype train. But there was some moments where I was like, this queer baiting must end, please. Oh my gosh. I was like, this is taking me back to freaking Destiel nonsense that I've already lived through. So why are we doing this to me again? When like- Sam was like, don't flirt with my sister, I was like, hmm, is it because you don't want him to get with his sister? Because he won't to get with you? That's what I mean. Exactly. There were certain moments in that show where I was like, excuse me? Like, what was that moment where they were like in the therapist room? and uh-huh. their knees were done. I was like, this uh-huh. is like a fanfic. What? <laughs> I could not. But I enjoyed it. I, 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 At first I was like, I'm not going to like this because we were talking about this. We're not big like Falcon, like MCU. Like, I don't know. I like the women of the MCU more than the... Mm-hmm. No, that's not true because I love Loki the most. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm more of a villain and women. <laughs> MCU. With the way this was pitched, like, we didn't know about any sort of fun villain involved. Like, right. it just kind of felt like basic, like, yes. Falcon and Winter Soldier. And we're like, eh, we don't really care about them yet. And, like, right. it's just going to be, like, more of the same, like, generic Marvel stuff. Right. Like, nothing to really pull us in. Right. Whereas WandaVision marketing was like, ooh, wacky, like, what's happening with these dimensions and the reality? And she's in a, uh, all these different sitcoms. What's going on? Uh, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm intrigued. intrigued. 100%. What an amazing show. I WandaVision blew me away, honestly. Yeah. It was so incredible. And it's so, one of those things where I was like kept telling people to get into it and it's hard to get into it first and everyone's like yeah. I don't want to watch it. I was like please keep watching it please it's not just all sitcoms I promise I'm like you. please just watch four episodes and they're like this yeah. I'm like no just trust me just it'll hook you please yeah <laughs> but oh my gosh it's like I like the different eras the theme songs the costumes uh, the weird information that we had to try to figure yeah. out and the like Oh, it's everything I like. <laughs> it's extremely my. The shit, only thing I don't so. like about WandaVision is they like purposefully kind of lead you on with like cool theories and then don't do anything with it. It feels like a waste. So that's, that's my fair. only little pet peeve is like they knew what they were doing and then instead of giving us like an alternative, like something even cooler, they just gave us nothing. Mm. It's like, okay, cool. Right. I think some of that is because, like, they said they ran out of time or something. They ran out of, like, episodes. They had to, like, cut stuff. But some of it, I think they just weren't going to do anything. Yeah. It sucks. Right. It's, like, this big build overall, very happy. Yeah. Yeah. I feel. I understand. I mean, that's kind of why a lot of people were mad at, like, Game of Thrones. Because they, it was, like, this big lead up, all these theories, all these things. And so then, and then when they ended it, they were just, like... 
But you didn't answer, like, this question that I was knowing about. See, that's interesting, because Game of Thrones, I felt like all my, like, theories and side questions, all these things that people are like, so this meant nothing? I'm like, no, I saw what that meant. Mm. Like, I felt like all these things were answered. They just weren't answered in the way people expected. Whereas WandaVision, I feel like they were like, oh, no, that was just a coincidence. Yeah. I I think that we're going to learn more about, like, WandaVision. I think WandaVision was kind of just, like, a preview of the new MCU. So it's like, I think those questions are going to be answered. I just, it's not going to be answered in that show, you know? So I think we still have time for those to be answered. And I think that it has opened up the MCU into hopefully a multiverse, which (sighs) has... So excited and connected to Doctor Strange, and I can't wait. I want it. Please, 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 please. I want a Spider Verse. I want. (laughs) I just want all the Spider Men together in the next. It doesn't sound like we're getting that. Stop, Brizzy. You you heard Andrew Garfield's interview. I don't believe him. It's a lie. He's a liar. I feel like I'm playing a game of werewolf and everyone's like, you're the werewolf. And I'm like, no, I promise I'm not. He's a liar. I don't believe you, Andrew. I don't believe you. (laughs) They have to be together. I know I'm probably going to be disappointed, but I don't care. It's Spider-Man 3. There's three of them. Oh, my God. (laughs) Spider-Man 3 does not mean there's three of them. Listen, it's Spider-Man and three. So there's three Spider-Man, multiverse. I want them pointing at each other. I want the meme recreated. I want it so bad. I want it in my bones, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, also, like Spider-Man 3, it would be great to have like a really good Spider-Man 3. Like, come on. You need to bring it home. For I don't a- know what that means, but okay. It's because the original Spider-Man 3 was was the bad Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man 2 was uh, okay. so good. I didn't see those. And then, like, the other Spider-Man 3. And then, for Andrew Garfield, we didn't even get a Spider-Man 3. So, it's like, this is finally the Spider-Man 3. And then we have three Spider-Man men. The Spider-Men. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, okay. We can stop talking about this. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Uh, okay hbo max the newest of the streaming services that we're talking about now obviously there's like paramount plus and all that jazz but the ones that we got hbo max is our new our new love i would say hbo max has the highest quality and best shows yeah Probably like <laughs> like cinema like there's not much trash on there. It's all no, like no, no. It's like almost every show that you're gonna watch on HBO Max like is probably gonna be pretty good. Like you're not gonna be that yeah. disappointed with it. It's not gonna be horrible. Yeah, it might not like be for you, but it's right, well made, exactly. Sort of It'll have good actors. It'll be interesting. So many good shows on HBO Max. But let's talk about what we watched like in the past year ish. What were your faves? Oh. I say for new show, Lovecraft Country, for an old show that I had never watched, but it was Joe's favorite, but I watched for the first time, Veep. Okay. My faves were Lovecraft Country, probably my favorite TV show of 2020, um, and movie, probably Wonder Woman 1984. Movie. I'd say that my favorite movie from on HBO Max is Godzilla vs. Kong. I really enjoyed it very much. I had a great time watching Godzilla vs. Kong. 
when I was watching that movie, Joe and I realized that our cats are Godzilla and Kong. Bruce is Godzilla because he chomps. Kong is Loon because she bops. And they were getting in fights and our cats were getting in fight Like, not like big fights, but like, you know. They- you need to build a little city for them. Exactly. So I was like, we live Godzilla versus Kong every day. And so we were seeing that on the big screen and the cats were watching with us and it just felt full circle. And so I really enjoyed it. 10 out of 10. Were you still team Godzilla by the end of it? Yes, but only because I he's just really chompy and he's a big boy, big oh my big tail. But I also loved Kong as well. I love I like just like I love both my cats, I love both Godzilla and Kong. I saw Kong at the drive-in. I never saw Kong on HBO Max, but I did love it. I thought Hong Kong looked so freaking cool. The neon was so sick. So cool. Um, the fights were very cool. Uh, Hollow Earth was very, very cool. I And I loved Kong. I thought Kong was best boy. I thought they made him so wonderful. He was very lovable. I wanted to give yeah. him pets. Yeah. <laughs> I loved him. I thought he did great, and I'm very proud of him. <laughs> Good job. I thought Millie Bobby Brown had nothing to do. She had no reason to be there. Her and her little her little club like were doing nothing. Oh, yeah. But, you know... <laughs> I'm sure she sold some tickets, so good for her. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Whenever they would cut They, like, her. spilled a drink yeah. and that was it. Like, what was your purpose? I don't yeah, know. I don't know. But I loved whenever the boys were fighting. <laughs> the big boys were fighting. I was like, there, there they are. Yeah. There's the boys. Yeah. So yeah. I really enjoyed that. Wonder Woman... Wonder Woman was tough for me because I was so hyped on it. I was too hyped. That was the issue. I was too hyped and I didn't see it on a big screen and I think it ruined it mm. for me because I mm. did not enjoy it as much. I, I liked parts of it. I definitely liked parts of it. I loved the outfits. I loved the vibe. I loved some of the fights. But there were just like overall, it like, I don't know. It's just because the first Wonder Woman was so good and because I had this freaking yeah. expectation that it couldn't meet it for me. Yeah, that's a that's a dangerous way to go about it, you know. Mm-hmm. When you really, really love the first one like that, you gotta like tell yourself like it's there's no way it's gonna measure up. So if it does, then you can just be pleasantly surprised. I know. I should have. I huh. I will. I I messed up. <laughs> I think I also had a a little bit like more exciting experience because it was it was like Christmas Day. I went to the drive-in that mm-hmm. night to see it and I like brought my Christmas dinner with me in like a Tupperware and I ate it watching <laughs> Wonder Woman. And then I I loved it. I came home and I immediately rewatched it on HBO Max right when I got home. I loved it. That is so fun. That's such a fun time. I love that. <laughs> uh, and then the Snyder Cut. Oh my. Oh, oh <laughs> we just both go, oh. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I watched Batman versus Superman, and then I watched the Snyder Cut right after. So I watched so many hours of Zack Snyder, so many, right in a row, right one after the other. And it actually made the Snyder Cut better because Batman mm-hmm. versus Superman, I is I'm so sorry if you really like that movie, but to me, it is it is too it's too much. It's just like 
it's too many men. It's I feel like it's like just dicks hitting each other. I know I shouldn't say that. Okay, we should probably cut that. But it's just like I don't know. It's like uh, it's just broy. It's too much. I don't like Jesse Eisenberg, and I love Jesse Eisenberg. I love him. I love The Social Network. It's one of my favorite movies of all time, and I love him. I do not like him in this. I do not like Batman in this. I do not like Superman in this. I do not like any of it. I don't like any of Batman versus Superman. But so then. Snyder Cut, it was a lot better. It was so much better than that. So that was a good decision for me because then I was like, okay, this is better. I feel like, like if Wonder nothing Woman else, was great. Exactly. If nothing else, Snyder Cut is such an improvement from Batman versus Superman. Yes. And yes. A, a original Justice League even is such an improvement from Batman versus Superman just based on the fact that it's got Wonder Woman and Flash mm-hmm. and Cyborg. And Aquaman. And Aquaman, yes, yes. They immediately bring it up a peg. Like, yes. just Superman and just Batman. Like, Ugh. just these two edgy sad boys. Like, can yes! you not? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, it's too much. It's too much for yeah. me. I can't. So, like, it, it. you're right. It helped so much to bring all these other characters in. I'm like, okay. And also, like, you know, Ezra Miller's Flash really, like, it was a relief. You like needed that comic relief in there because yeah. otherwise it gets so heavy and it's so much. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I did not. I'm sorry. Snyder boys come for me. I don't care. Whatever. Freaking Jared Leto. I can't. He like took me Oof. out of it every time yeah. he was in it. I was like, bro, stop, please. I mean, it was just the end though, right? Yeah, it was just the end. It was just the end. But it's like that scene, I couldn't. And then yeah. and then Batman said the F word and I was just like, this is taking me out of it. He's like, I'm going to effing kill you. And I'm like, this is like what a little kid would say. Like, Joe is is like, this is them being like, see, this isn't for babies. Batman said the F word. And I'm like, exactly. I'm like, come on. Yeah, that whole, they should have just cut that epilogue. It did not need to exist. I'm like, why is this happening? What is the point of this? I feel like the only point of the epilogue, and the only point of a lot of the movie, but especially the only point of the epilogue is Zack Snyder being like, can you guys bully Warner Brothers into making more movies with me, please? Because don't Uh. you want more of this? Don't you want more Batman saying the F word? No, I want freaking Robert Pattinson as Batman. That's what I want. That's what I want, please. And I don't know also about the Snyder Cut that I have to mention is it was Chris Terrio again with this random box plot. I don't know what it is where he's like, let's find the MacGuffin. He did it with Star Wars Rise of Skywalker and then again with Justice League. It's like we're finding these random things and it makes the plot confusing. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, why are we doing this? I hate it. I hate it. Why do you keep Mm. doing this, Chris Please stop. Yeah, the box plot was pretty weird. Right? It just made me so annoyed. And I'm like, this... I hate these plots that just are more confusing for no reason. And I I got sick of slow-mo shots. Mm. I got sick of the slow-mo shots very quickly. Yeah. It's like you got to save those for the best moments. Yeah. If you overdo it, it's just like 
now I'm just thinking about how often you're using slow-mo. Right. Like, that's all you're doing is make me think, why is this in slow-mo? Yeah, it's like JJ with the lens flare. You can't use it too much because everybody knows, so yeah. you got to use it. Because then you're, like, pointing it out, right. and then it's, like, you're taking taken out of right. it. It was fine. I had a good time watching it because I was chatting with people while watching it. I think I would have been miserable if I had been by myself. Mm. But if you haven't watched it, watch it with friends. Just don't watch it by yourself. It's so long. You need to have friends around. It's so long. Yeah. It's a long time. But I watched it. I watched that and Batman vs. Superman right after each other. So many Zack Snyder hours of my life were just that whole day that whole day was dedicated to Zack Snyder last I wanted to just briefly mention the shows on HBO Max like runners up that I liked Harley Quinn animated series incredible and Doctor Who I finally watched a frick ton of Doctor Who and yeah I'm still on the 11th Doctor now but uh, I made good progress that makes me so happy that you finally watched Doctor Who I know. The Undoing is also very, very good. It's, you know, oh. uh, Big Little Lies vibes. I love Big sure. Little Lies so much. If you like Big Little Lies, you'll like I need to the watch Undoing. The Undoing because I love Big Little Lies so much. Gosh. And, oh, I I also, let's, can we talk just a little bit about Lovecraft Country? How good yeah. it is? Cause oh, yeah. It, Cause it, was, it was my favorite. It was great. The acting was it's amazing. So good. And yeah. it was so interesting and different. And I loved the concept behind it. Yeah. They, I felt like they really like took risks to talk about weird shit and at the mm-hmm. same time talk about real shit. I'm like, you're doing it. You're mm-hmm. doing all the things that are good and important and intriguing and beautiful and wonderful. And I'm so into it. And I just want to say off the bat, we are not the right people to be talking about this show. Obviously, we're two oh, white yeah. girls. We uh, are not qualified. There is a podcast called Lovecraft Radio. If you look it up, it's very good. One of the um, hosts is one of the writers and one of them is just like uh, someone, oh, cool. her friend who loves it and they have different people from the show on to talk about it. It's very, very good. I listened to every episode after I watched it because it was one of the first shows that I've seen. One of the only shows that I saw in 2020 where like every time I saw the episode, I was like, I just want to like hear people talk about it and all that jazz. So I love it mm. so much. Journey Smollett Bell. I'm in love with her. It's Wonderful. She is such a star in that. Yes. That, like, she just shines so much. Again, it was just like Queen's Gambit. It's like when you see an actor or actress, like, really shine from something, you're like, wow, this was, like, this is your moment, and I'm so happy that I am here to watch it because, holy crap, it's amazing. Like, you are doing it. I bow down. I just love it. I love seeing, like, actors, like, really shine. Yeah. Also, just, like... I loved uh, Joe. Uh, he was the one that knew more about me because he had like read some H. What is it? Lovecraft. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah. yeah H.P. Lovecraft. Shithead. So he kind of. Yeah. He like <laughs> knew like about the monsters and stuff. So he, it was awesome having him there. And he was like telling me about it. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, they're doing this thing. And I'm like, I have no idea what that is. But like, mm, tell yeah. me what it is. So it's cool that they like reimagined it in that way. It's brilliant. Such a good idea. It's oh, it's just it's so beautiful to think that they took um all this content from H.P. Lovecraft and, like, turned it into a big middle finger to him and his (laughs) racist ass. Like, they did so well at, like, using the good stuff from Lovecraft and, like, Mm -hmm. at the same time calling him out and making something so wonderful and anti-racist out of it. Yep. Agreed. 
I want you to talk about uh, the other movies because I only watched movies from HBO Max. That's it. I only watched Wonder Woman, Snyder Cut, and Godzilla. So you've watched what, many more movies. 2020. 2020 was the year of the return of the drive-in movie for me. Beautiful. I saw Godzilla versus Kong, Wonder Woman 1984, Freaky, which was very fun. Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton, where like a serial killer switches Ooh. bodies with a um, high school girl. Um, Sylvie's Love with Tessa Thompson, yes. Uncle Frank, which is on Amazon. Sylvie's Love and Uncle Frank are on Amazon. Broken Hearts Gallery, I saw oh, with yeah. you. On like my mm-hmm. birthday or something. That was great. And um that might have been it. I mean, that's awesome. That's so cool that drive ins exist again. Can we keep these going? Oh, I saw the Carrie, the old the seventies oh, Carrie from by Stephen King. Yeah. During like Halloween Ugh. time from Huluween. Yes. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's on, so that's on Hulu too. Um so I love drive in movies so much. Uh it was like my escape from quarantine, like living alone and not being able to do anything, see anyone, go on any adventures, because I'm, I've always been very strict about quarantine and lockdown and like not taking mm-hmm. unneeded risks. So like going to a drive-in movie was like my little adventure that I could do every month or two. It was so lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do a little Google search. See if there are any drive-in movies in your area. There there might be a few that you just aren't fully unaware of because nobody ever talks about it. I love that. I want to go to a drive-in. Let's go. Yeah. Can we go and see Cruella at drive-in? Try? Yeah. I want to see Cruella with you at the drive-in because we're vaccinated. Yay. God bless. God so bless vaccinations. Excited. God bless vaccinations. <laughs> um. I want to talk about, just real quick, uh, some movies that I rewatched in quarantine. Because even though I did not watch new movies, I rewatched a ton of just old movies. And also, I like to rewatch certain movies at certain times of the year. And so I want to talk to you guys about that because I think that it's the best time to watch these movies. Yeah. Okay. So, first, you need to watch Lord of the Rings. Uh, I watched Lord of the Rings twice in quarantine, like we were talking about earlier, because I needed it for my emotional sanity. Joe as well. Joe loves Lord of the Rings more than anything. So we watched it on his birthday. But that is, again, around the time that I like to watch Lord of the Rings is August. August is a good time to watch Lord of the Rings because it's like summertime and it's the end of like I like end of August. So it's like right before school starts, right before end you start like go August. back to the, like the fall. It's like because it's like <laughs> it's the end. I don't know. Or I like to watch it in May, like around May the 4th, like when it's Star Wars Day is when I like to watch Lord of the Rings because it's just like funny to me. So either in May or in August are two great times to watch Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter, I watch every September. I rewatch the Harry Potter movies every year in September, usually on my birthday or around my birthday. But it is the perfect time because it's like back to Hogwarts, back to school, the fall vibes. And it's like getting into um, October, but not yet quite October because October is Twilight. October is when you switch over to the Twilight movies (laughs) and you need to start watching Twilight because it like gets you into like the Halloween movies. It like goes also with like a Halloween vibe. 
perfect perfection and then star wars joe and i watch every christmas like we watch the star wars movies every single christmas because for joe growing up the star wars movies were always on tv around christmas time so to him he in his brain star wars equals christmas so around christmas every year we re-watched star wars movies so we made sure to re-watch all of those movies this year and also joe and i our favorite movie one of our favorite movies of all time is The Big Lebowski. We watched it three or four times in uh, quarantine because we were really sad. We missed Los Angeles and it just makes us laugh. And uh, <laughs> The Big Lebowski is just it's one of those movies that just romanticizes L.A. in the best, funniest way. And I love it. It's not like like you would think that, oh, when you think of L.A., you think of like La La Land. Like that's yeah. the movie that is like that's what L.A. is. It's like, no, The Big Lebowski is like what L.A is it's like the most ridiculous characters in the funniest situations it's like that's los angeles also like because like it it shows the valley and it's beautiful and i love it and it's awesome and then one other thing joe and i have just started re-watching the marvel movies i re-watched iron man that's it we've only watched iron man but oh my god iron man so good such a good movie i love robert downey jr as iron man so i'm excited for that journey we're, we're um i'll do a check-in and let you know how my marvel rewatch because i haven't rewatched any of the marvel movies ever wow so this is my first that's shocking marvel rewatch wow so i well except on planes like i've, re- <laughs> I've watched some like marvel movies on planes but i haven't like sat down mm-hmm. And like rewatch the Marvel movies, so I'm excited. All right, I'm I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I, sorry, I had to just talk about my rewatch, and I know you don't rewatch things. Like, have you rewatched anything? I saw Lord of the Rings Extended Edition for the first time. I'd seen the normal ones, so kind of rewatching. I watched the Extended Editions for the first time this year, and that was a wonderful experience. Ugh, it's I love the extended and I've been rewatching editions. Shrek. I rewatched <gasps> Shrek one and two. Yeah. And and Spy Kids. Yes. See, because it's been like twenty years. Because two thousand one was the peak year for cinema. Two thousand one had all the hits. <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of movies that came out in two thousand one for their twentieth anniversary. I love that. Spy Kids is great. <laughs> we should do a whole episode on Spy Kids. I'm down. <laughs> you guys don't understand. Brizzy loves Spy Kids so much, more than so you know. Much. It means so much to me. <laughs> that makes my life. For me, it's like Shrek was more, I was more of a Shrek than a Spy Kids. That's all the things that I watched. Yeah. That's probably not all of them, but you yeah. know, we touched upon the highlights for sure. And as you can tell, we freaking went over our time because there's so much to watch. There's too much to watch even. Too much. So we are here to be your guide. Every week we'll give you the probably the first episode of a show. If there's a show we know we're all watching and there's like a new series premiere that's really hype, we might do that every once in a while. But in general, it's going to be like first episode of a show mm-hmm. um, such as Shadow and Bone for next week. Be sure to watch. Next week. And then it'll on Netflix. And then it'll be one movie to watch, such as Cruella for next week. If you have uh, the ability to, please watch it so we can talk about it. Um, Please. And yeah, real hype. Real hype. And again, if you don't want to watch Cruella because you can't, we get it. We'll do a little 
non-spoilery review of Cruella before we get into all the details. But definitely watch Shadow and Bone if you have Netflix because then we can talk about that together. We just want to have these discussions with you guys because I think it's fun to do like a little book club type thing with movies and TV shows. I think think this is a great idea, but that's why we're doing this. And then you can, you can, we'll, after we talk about each like TV show, like pilot, we can be like, do we think we're going to keep watching this show or do we think we're just going to like leave this one for now? Fun stuff like that. It'll be like a little intro to all these shows and then we can decide what's worth keeping up with i'm excited to know like at the end of the year like oh what shows did we keep watching or oh let's rank the movies that we watched this year and see which ones we like the best yeah yeah and also we want to hear from you guys yeah there's a thing (laughs) i don't know how to word this but in the description of this podcast there is going to be a link to our anchor profile where you can leave us a voicemail there's a little recording thing you can hit a button leave us a voicemail if you could specifically watch shadow and bone and or cruella and send us either a question or um opinion of yours whether it's an unpopular opinion or whatever like tell us something yes do you have a question about the show what we thought what who would be in what house for the from these shows or what or do you just you have something that you really want to get off your chest about this (laughs) show you know yeah who do you ship just tell us all the things um no spoilers if it's a later in the show sort of thing but from the first episode and from watching the movie what are your thoughts it could be either or it doesn't have to be both yeah, but we'll like feature some people every episode. I yes, I think we will we will play them on the episodes and we'll ans- respond to what you're saying. So it'll be like actually, you know, like a book club where we're all talking about it. Exactly. It'll be great. It'll be all interactive and fun. And also we're still keeping up with our uh Twitter and Facebook groups, like, you know, if you are a part of that for Fantastic Geeks, you're still a part of that for Too Much to Watch, and we're still going to be like commenting and involved in there. So uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook for uh, find Too Much yes. to Watch. Um, and all those links are in the description. Yes, check that out in the description. And I guess we'll see you guys next Monday. Yeah, next Monday. Oh my gosh, for our first. Well, I guess this is our first episode, but our first like official episode yeah with our new yeah, like the first like uh, proper, proper like format like the assignment sort of book club yes, episode the first book club. also what if we can i would like keep keep rating us on apple podcasts mm. we're not doing it today but as of next week we're gonna start reading we're gonna go back to reading a um review from apple podcasts if you have any question in there we could answer it but in general Leave us a five-star review if you can on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps us out and helps people find the podcast. We need all the help we can get with this uh, return. So if you could help us out and uh, bombard Apple Podcasts with some reviews, it would make our lives so much easier. Thank you in advance. We're going to read one every episode. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And let us know just like if you guys are excited about this (laughs) new podcast because we're very excited. But we're just like, oh, no. What if people aren't going to like it? We hope they like it because we love it so much. And we're excited for this new idea and for doing this together. And again, it's kind of scary because we're doing this ourselves. We aren't doing this with a producer. We aren't doing this like with a network. So it's 
it's something that we wanted to keep doing because we have a passion for it because we know that you guys love it so much so we really wanted to keep it going so just like please let us know if you're enjoying it and if you like it because it'll make us feel good like oh good they like it as well yeah (laughs) so and feel free to like suggest suggest tvs movies that you would like us to cover yes uh you know look up look up what's coming out in 2021 if there's anything on the horizon that you're like oh i really hope they cover this let us know let us know either find us on social media go yeah. on the facebook tweet group us. tweet us any of Leave those it a things review anything yeah exactly yep and i think that's it i don't know how to end this <laughs> We say goodbye. 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 Too Much to Watch is a podcast by Tessa Netting and Anna Brisbane. Cover art by JJ Mack and theme song by Corbin Sterling. Links and more info are in the description of this episode. See you next Monday for a new episode.